0: Hello, buddy. It's me, Ross, and welcome to another edition of Game Day Extra Time, the show where fans have their say on their club. And it's been a tale of two results this week from Paul Cook's first win as town boss to a painful, painful watch, a long trip to Fleetwood as town lost 2 0. Um, so I've got the Game Day Extra Time posse with me to digest those two games from a win against Plymouth to that defeat at Fleetwood. We're joined by Brad, David, George, and Matt. And we were going to be joined by Segs, but some unfortunately had to pull out. But I'm sure we're going to make this Fab Five into a good show. Um, I want to go over to David first, because I didn't speak to him after the Fleetwood game, and I'm sure he would be using a lot of his lovely words he likes to use to um, discuss the game. Um, David, the Fleetwood game, oh, what a painful watch it was.
1: So, so <laughs> yes so painful I gave up. Um, I don't often do that. I've never walked out of a ground. I've never left early, but I, I did I did the viewing equivalent of leaving the ground early. Because there was nothing, was there? And there was no way it was going to change around. Um, it's just... I, all, all the things that you've seen time and time and time again over the last three years were there. The disconnection between midfield and attack. The... Um, the hurrying things, they're the having just sort of no pattern, no nothing. I didn't think Fleetwood for anything particular, but they were still better than us um, on the day. Um, you can huff and puff as much as you like, but if you can't pass, and there's too many gaps, and you're not doing the basics, then it's not going to work. So I just went, I've got a wall, I want to watch the paint dry on, that seems a better better option. So I, I gave up. Um, yeah, a bit meh. But equally, within that the Plymouth game. Yeah, we won it, but were we outstanding? Um, I mean, I know the first 20 minutes and it was all, but we didn't create clear cut chances in that 20 minutes and how much of that was because Plymouth were doing their absolute damnedest to give its goals. You know, I mean, the the goal that came was, I mean, why, why, why did he do that? Um, but and you can argue the same for lots of things. Yeah, we're getting some results. But you look at Doncaster, then you've got Gillingham, of course, Um Accrington, we should have lost really, but they were down to 10 men. I don't think that the Fleetwood game was as out was as terrible in terms of what we have otherwise seen than the result suggests. Yes, it was crap. But equally, some of the wins haven't been great wins. It's not that we're flying and then have said a sudden sort of fall off the cliff, which has shocked everybody. We're laboring through and getting wins because if you've got Norwood on the pitch, then you've got somebody who can finish and judges suddenly after three and a half years learned how to put a free kick in, um, which is fantastic to see, but it's slightly mysterious why you couldn't do it before. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's labored, but, it's labored and getting a result. Whereas previously it was labored and plummeting down the table. So take, take small things. If we, if we labor our way through the rest of the season and win two thirds of them, then you can't complain. Well, you can, but you can't complain too much.
0: <laughs> well, well played. And yeah, it was like watching paint dry, uh, the Fleetwood game. Um, I'm going to go over to, um, George next. He's making his return to the podcast. Um, well, George, uh, where would you want to start? Uh would you want to start with the Plymouth oh. win? Um or would you want to go into the, the fleetwood just dire, just dire game? Where would you like to go? And well, back to the show.
2: well uh, oh, thanks for having me back on the show and I hope everybody's all well now. Um I'll start with Plymouth. You know, we've got we got three points at the end of the day, it's three points, three points. So we'll take that. It wasn't the greatest performance, but we've got three points. And Troy Power, good to see him get his first professional goal, even though it was a strange pass back i don't know what he was doing i i have no clue i no i don't think he even knows what he did there but fleetwood a different story it seems when town are back in the playoffs or need to find some sort of consistency they just can't find it i don't know what it is but we just there's nothing there and you know we were second best in every department is very unlucky well very well should it, it should very luckily it should have been three or four nil the fleet would just poor finishing their chances but it was just well i didn't watch it i i saved my 10 pound i watched the highlights and even i got bored watching the 10 minute highlights that's how um how bad it was i just got bored watching i was like yep i know what's gonna happen fleet would have just going to attack we're just gonna let them walk in and then we'll just go again uh but you know, we were just awful. The body language from the players, the body language from the players was awful as well. It wasn't great. Like what what is going on? They perform one game and then they don't the next. Like it's a bit odd and the inconsistency, as Paul Cook highlighted, it is kidding us. It is absolutely killing us. If we didn't have that, we could be easily in the top two or firmly in the playoffs, like Cal Sunderland are They're high fly at the moment in the playoffs. But yeah that performance I think it just shows that this squad needs a lot of work on it I think it needs a lot of change and Paul Cook hasn't had that time to change he hasn't I don't think he's had main training sessions really he's only had about what, four days on the train session more it means have more games than training sessions which is kind of mad for him but I think he's the right man for the job but they need to be better performances than that because if they have one too many of that there's no chance of getting in the playoffs this year there is absolutely no chance and it will just be what we said, a crucial summer where they need to invest heavily and to improve that squad a lot.
0: Well, that's a question for, for later in the show, of course, um, will we make the playoffs? I'll be chucking that question to all the, the guys, um, for the pod to, tonight. Um, I'm going to go to Brad next, um, who I think he's back. He's been coming in and out of the call, cool, but I think he is back. And, uh, he, he spoke to me after the game, um, the Fleetwood game and saying it was the worst performance he's ever seen town play. um, <laughs> it was that bad though, wasn't it? Um, your thoughts on the Fleetwood uh, defeat and you know, the Plymouth game, one positive that has come out of this week is Cole Scuse is back. Um, I'm a big fan of Cole Scuse. I know he's 35 now and he's looking very, very gray, but, um, one positive after a, a, weird week.
3: Yeah.
4: Uh, thanks for having me on Ross. I think I'm okay now. I think the technical difficulties have, um, sorted themselves. Um, yeah, I want to talk about Plymouth actually, because I sat there Monday night and I, I knew I was going to be on Thursday, and so I wrote um, wrote a load of Plymouth notes, and I was really excited about the day after against Fleetwood, and I almost feel like I can't talk about it now. But anyway, I will. Um, yeah, I was I was licking my lips going into the Plymouth game because um, I, I saw how Plymouth had a lock in in their midweek game against Dunkey Dons, and um, saying about how soft the goals are there that they're conceding, and, and um, I just instantly thought, well. If there's some young players in that dressing room, which I've seen us crumble with our young players, a lot of young players have in this dressing room, then they're going to be thinking to themselves, my God, I don't want to be the one who's conceded a net soft goal. And poor Adam Lewis, he was, he was dreadful, wasn't he? The first 20 minutes, bless him. He, well, he, he gifted us 1-0 on a play. He gave the ball away so many times after. And I think we taught we a Plymouth side that was really low on confidence. And we were quite lucky, in that, lucky with that. Really. I mean, we, we, we should have seen the game off in the first 20 minutes. Um, but I don't, I don't think that we were ever really up against it in the second half. I thought we sort out comfortably, comfortably in the end. Um, and I thought that it was a pretty organised performance. That's a, one thing I've noticed with Cook coming in straight away. It's a, it's a bit akin to when McCarthy came in, how we looked so much more organised. And he's um, it's it's not, it's not done anything radical. But this, the two midfielders now worked as a pair. um, Could hear him um, ch- like just shouting and shouting because I've actually been listening with the commentary off so I can hear him and saying how, um, how um, yeah, he wants his midfielders to basically line up um, square with each other on the 18-yard box. So they're always sort of in line with each other and just simple things like that. And the defence looked organised. So I, I think that is pleasing to see. Obviously, he's got the forward going forward um, to work on now, but certainly akin to when Mick McCarthy came in, the first thing you noticed was how much de- tighter the defence was. Okay, apart from the 5-0 and 6-0, it was then tighter. But yeah. but yeah, um, great three points, pulled its first win for the Plymouth game, and then, like I said, it was buzzing after them and going, going on to Fleetwood. It really was that bad, Ross. It really was. Um, I've even thought about my comment Tuesday night and thought have I seen worse have I was I just overreacting but I don't think I am because for games when I've seen us play really really poorly as a team have been in the championship and yes we're not at the game so there's a factor there as well that I'm at home by myself so I'm getting much more angry and not not, not being able to take it out with my mates beside me um but, yeah, in a championship, you always have, like, glimpses of quality, wouldn't you? Which would get you off your seat, even if you've played rubbish for the rest of the game. You could say, oh, well, he put a good ball in, or he beat two men, and, God, nearly scored there. But there was nothing that Fleetwood game, absolutely nothing. Only Stephen Ward, who had the presence presence of mind, to push up on their right wing-back, um, who was, well, we had a two-on-one with all game. he thought, actually, I'm going to push up on him and create an overload. Um... And that was one of the chances that we had, probably the only chance we had. But I was really worrying, though, the winter. I mean, the 75th minute, how you've got, I'd say, probably the most confident player on the side, Alan Judge, deciding to turn around and go back when he could have just put a ball in the box. He did that so many times. The first half, we had one tactic, and I'm pretty sure it was us who won the toss, because I don't know a home team who would swap ends in their own ground. Um, our one tactic was ball over top to Jackson. And after the 10th time, you thought, okay, take a bit of weight off it. It could work, but take a bit of weight off. No, we'll just, the next 10 will go straight through to the keeper as well. It was just shocking. Um, like I say, when you, when you are 2-0 down in the second half, you might as well lose 3 or 4-0, but have a go. Have a go. Like, when, when I used to watch Man United with, with Alex Ferguson, okay, they're Man United. But that was an aerial bombardment for the last 10 minutes of the game, weren't it? The amount of times the ball went in the bots. And they were trying to either get a draw or get a result or get a win. Why is there not that mentality there? It's just that it's been so ingrained in them to keep the ball all season that they're reverting back to type. Because you must, like, as a player, look at the scoreboard and think, I really need to, like, try something here, or at least try and put the ball in the box or try and do something. I thought that, actually, Herrick was one of the only ones who tried to, but then because after the fifth time of probably not working out then a lot of people will get on his back but at least he was trying things but yeah we we evidently miss norwood um and I think our, our playoff hopes rest a lot on him being fit even when he's not playing well his a presence um but yeah for me it was really that poor every man was poor and I can think I can justify what I said because Andy Warren's um piece I I don't think I've ever seen lower ratings for a town 11 than that they
0: were that bad. Yeah, they were. Not good reading then their ratings. Um, a lot of threes, a lot of twos. I don't think many people got more than three. I think maybe one person maybe got four or five. Um, but maybe that was just, just luck, really, for them. Um, so over to you, Matt. Um, well said, by the way, Brad. Well said, as always. Um, so, Matt, I spoke to you after the game. The only person I spoke to in this call after the game. And, um, yeah, it was a painful watch, weren't it? Yeah. Um, You've had time to reflect, um, a few evenings to reflect. So, um, w- what have you taken away from from the fleet with defeat? And, you know, do you want to talk about the F- Plymouth game briefly? Um, no, one, no one's actually mentioned Cole Scuse yet. I thought someone was going to mention him, but they haven't. But anybody want to mention Cole Scuse returning?
3: I'd say what, Ross, um, I'll mention Cole Scuse. Um Think and say what you like about him. He is... He is a fantastic professional who is organised. And I think he's probably one of our most intelligent players um, in terms of positioning and actually thinking a couple of steps ahead. But he's played, you know, hundreds and hundreds of professional games. So to have somebody of that experience um, and he's almost like a he's almost like a like a silent leader on the pitch because you never really never really hear him, um, which I'd love to do because I love that sort of accent. Um, but anyway, I digress. Um, I think the Plymouth performance, the first 20, 25 minutes, we, at times, I dare say it, we looked imperious. You know, we, we could have easily been three or four nil up, put the game to bed and not been worrying about them housing an equaliser late on, which you know, I thought that there was a, there was a, a little bit of time where I thought that Plymouth were, were, were going to sneak one in. Um, and I think we're, The fragility that we have in terms of our confidence, you know, you could see that when we were pushing forward, I think we hit the post, didn't we, against Plymouth? We had a couple of shots saved. We were creating loads and loads of chances. And I thought, you know what? This is this is the best we've seen in a little while. And then the players' heads started to drop, the discipline started to go a little bit, we started to give away a few fouls, which, you know, the last two or three years. Watching us play, I've, I've I've never seen anything. I wouldn't say we're dirty. We're just we just can't tackle. And when you think we've got somebody like Terry Butcher at the club, and you know Mick Mills commentating is pointing at all the time. We have you know the only couple of people that can tackle are the central defenders, and everybody else just like yeah, you know. Um, so we'll, we'll come on to we'll come on to the Fleetwood game now. I mean, yeah, it's how many times do we say this? Oh, it's never going. It's never easy going to. Insert club on a insert weekday night when it's insert inclement weather um <laughs> yeah, we might only be in this league for one slash two slash seven seasons i hope to i ho- I hope to whatever um deity you worship that that doesn't happen, but it's almost like we turn up and like we we can't be asked, and I know we can um and I know the can players can put in an effort but when you think this is what Paul Cook's fourth game most two thirds of the squad uh, are up for a new contract possibly on that showing majority of those players I think we could do without you know and we, and we get the likes of Ndaba, Dobro, El Mazzini people like that you know they're you know, they going to need to play football and, and be blooded at some point um, but talking about the game it's just we just like like paul cook said are inconsistent we are the only consistent thing we're good at is being inconsistent how can we play that well four days prior three days prior against plymouth and then just don't do anything you know like like david said the gap between the midfield the midfield and the forward line is it's just absolutely huge the players just look scared when they when they got the ball um and we put you know we this this midfield that we had and I'm, I'm not even i'm not even sure how they were supposed to set up so we had skews edwards Parrot. i'm going to count parrot in the midfield because he was dropping far too deep to be a striker doesell and, and judge you don't have a lot of natural width there you don't have a lot of natural steel or or creativity. So what quite like, were we kind of playing like a, like a four, three, one wide, one in the hole and one up. I mean, mean, Jackson, bless him. He he does try. And I don't know his nose has been put out of joint, but he was just, he was like a ghost, you know, and these, these are, you would have thought he'd have his his speed and his athleticism he'd have those Fleetwood defenders in their in their, in their back pocket or in his back pocket and, and the guys the guys from BBC Radio Lancashire bless them. did I call them Frank and Mildred or something like that yeah. going yeah. on about the going on about the cod army they were they were talking about how you know a lot of their team is basically each year a brand new team you know their player turnover. And the fact that you, they've got players injured, they've got players suspended, they've got a they've got a young lad coming in, you know, out of the reserves and he's played three games and he's doing really, really well. They the way they set up was 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 which is basic. And they were they creating lovely little triangles. They were basically running rings around us. And the most frustrating thing for me is that yes, we've got ability, yes, we've got one of the strongest teams in the league type of thing, but they need to start, they need to start doing stuff with it and and like I said before the you know if if you can't get up for it when you've got a brand new manager who's bringing in a brand new team when you don't know whether you're going to have a job you know a lot of these players might be scrabbling around in the national league potentially or league 2 they might be they might be begging for a contract at Cambridge or Grimsby or Colchester United no disrespect because they're all great clubs if you like that sort of thing so it's just oh you know again how many times have we talked about this? You know, how can we get? How can we be crap, then good, then we can be all right, and then just be rubbish again, which just kind of throws your whole kind of perception and your predictions. And it's almost like, you know, as fans, it's very hard for us to to manage our expectations because we don't know what Ipswich we're going to get this weekend, do we? Um, so, you know, let's think of a couple more positives. I mean. <laughs> Chambers, he's doing all right, but he kind of drops off. Kenlock, he's kind of lost his fizz a little bit. I don't know whether he needs his, his what sits again. Enciala um, N- and Wilson, mm, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. And N- oh, I, I hate picking on Enciala, but you know, are we ever going to see Mark McGuinness again? Are we going to see what, what's happened to Wolfenden? Um, obviously, we're going to be missing downs for a while now. Um, and these lone players, I mean, Parrott's all right. He's he's not, he's not going to win the Ballon d'Or, maybe not for another 10 years. But, you know, I just, uh, I don't know. Shall I let you segue to the next segue, Ross?
0: Yeah, I was going to hopefully segue into something more um, positive and less de- depressing. But the next question is is, to all of you, is will town make the playoffs? Um, I'm hearing that we've got a good run-in, uh, which I don't know if I agree with, but um, that's another topic for another day. And I mentioned it on the main pod, we mentioned it, and I said we won't get into the playoffs. Um, so I'm intrigued to hear what David's got to say about it all. Um, so Matt, thank you, thank you very much as ever. Um, so David, take it away. That is the question I'm going to chuck to everybody. Will town make the playoffs?
1: Um I'll give you a very simple answer first. Yes, I think they will. Um, but yes, yes, I think they will. I think that um, there's in we've got enough crap to play. That um, I mean, even under Lambert, we were beating crap, um, which was frustrating at times because you just wanted to run a three straight defeat so you could get rid of him, and you came up against somebody abysmal who gave you a, an easy one nil win. Um, but yes, I, I, think, I think we will make the playoffs. I think there are enough wobbles around, yeah, we're inconsistent. But we pick up enough to do that. So I, I think we'll make the playoffs. There's no not a hope in hell of making the top two. I don't think there's a hope in hell of making the top four. I think that it's either fifth or sixth for us. Um, but, and this is sort of the overall thing. If you look where we were before Matt Gill decided he was the manager for those three games... There wasn't a hope in hell. We were 12th. Burton were breathing down our necks. It was miserable. There was, I mean, nobody, even supreme optimist me, was looking up the table to see how many points it was away from the playoffs or how how far away Hull were or anything like that. Nobody was looking that way. Everybody, including optimist me, was looking underneath and going, eh, shrewsbury are only three points behind us if burton win the next 12 games which looks likely under jimmy floyd hasselbank then then they overtake us and so on now we're looking upwards you're looking at the two, looking at the one or two teams around you looking at charlton just below you you're looking at that sort of thing you, and you're looking at well if we win that one and we probably won't win that one and we will win that one then yeah the playoffs are on or are the playoffs on or and will we be disappointed so that's a really positive thing but given the fact that a month ago we weren't even vaguely talking about the playoffs anybody who was talking about the playoffs was basically an idiot um was basically an idiot who hadn't watched a town game in in probably 20 years so if we get the playoffs that's a huge bonus basically whatever cook does if, if we don't make the playoffs this season cool great We knew that we knew that from, from, roughly speaking, the end of September. We probably really realistically knew that, roughly speaking, after the Lincoln game last year, you know, that 5-3 debacle thing. That was the point where it all went tits. I mean, it went tits up before that, but that was the point where it really went wrong because that's the point when the players turned around and said, we don't want rotation. They had that great big lockdown meeting and, and then afterwards, Chambers came out and made some comments and I raised my eyebrows at the time and thought, OK, Lambert's been putting his plays." and then rotation disappeared. It was player power, got rid of that. But. If we make the playoffs this year, huge bonus. If we don't, that's on Lambert. It's not on Cook. He hasn't had a chance to do anything. He's got a bloated squad, which is unbalanced against Plymouth, losing downs. Made all the difference because you lost all the dynamism and drive in there because Bishop and Dazelle alongside each other, really? I like them both individually, but they're not, they're not a pairing, are they, for central midfield to rely on to um, play your way out of something, especially not in this league. The number of times in mean, Gillingham, Gillingham bullied us into that defeat and there isn't anybody in the centre of midfield there who's going to stand up and say no you're not having that there, there isn't somebody like that so if we make if if we don't make the playoffs that's exactly what we've expected for most of the season and what that's doing is giving cook basically an extended pre-season to go yeah I like you your attitude's not right and he's alluded to attitude in his post-match conference press conference didn't he, he alluded to various things like that and i like the fact That he's talking about a lot about partnerships. And I can't remember who it was, whether it was Brad or Matt, talked about partnerships in the middle. I think it may have been Brad. But the that thing, partnerships on the left, partnerships on the right, people understanding where they're playing and having that consistency is something I've been banging on about for ages. You need your central defensive need to play together so you know where they where each other are going to. Where if somebody steps forward, this person's there your centre forward knows that this person is going to make that run. So the flick on goes that way. And. I think that Cook is making those judgments. I like the fact that he's talking about those things. I like the fact that he's talking about attitude and I like the fact that he's saying, yeah, there's pressure, but if you, you but you need to rise that. if you can't deal with pressure, piss off. Whereas Lambert was going, oh, well, you know, maybe we need to take the pressure off these poor little, poor little sort of dahlias. It is it's not very fair on the youngsters to have to play with pressure you think, well how are you going to be a professional footballer if you can't deal with pressure you know fuck off you know basically but i like the fact that he's going yeah of course there's pressure you're a professional footballer there's going to be pressure deal with it and if you can't leave i like cook for all of those reasons um equally if we make the playoffs there's no reason why we can't go up we you know from those, it's a lottery. We we have now beaten teams in the top six. Um, playoff games tend to be quite tight. I think that Cook's side this season, because he's not going to have a chance to recreate those attacking players without fear, because there's a big problem with that. You know, Matt said there, there's so many players who play, they take the easy route, the backward pass, because they're not prepared to take a risk up front, and that's a huge part of our problem. The sideways pass, the out, the pass outside to, the, to um, the touchline rather than trying to get the ball in. He's not gonna be able to reinvent those players in that way over the next few weeks. It'll be tight games in the playoffs and we could go up. And in which case the rebuilding process is rebuilding for the championship. Cause it doesn't matter whether you're staying here or whether you're getting promoted, there's a huge rebuilding job. Um, there's a lot of players out of contract. There's a lot of players who've been here too long there's a lot too many lone players and there's a lot of players who are past their best and the squad is too big. It doesn't then that doesn't matter what league you're in. You There's a huge amount of dead wood. So it's just a question of where that takes place. Part of me, because we're not going to see anything this season, and I was talking to my Plymouth supporting fan before the game against Plymouth, and I, the last text, or the last WhatsApp, because I texted him normally, but the, the last WhatsApp we sent was way back and he said, I look forward to seeing you in, the, in March for the Plymouth game. And I said, I hope so, because I've paid for my season ticket. If we're not allowed back in games by then, I'm going to be fucking seething. And, he, <laughs> and he, he he, pointed that out to me that we're still not back in. But there's, in one thing, you know, you go back and your first game back is going to be your first game back in the championship. Wouldn't that be a glorious thing? We've, 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 just, we've just sort of ignored this. It didn't happen. Alternatively, You know, Cook has a glorious sort of run to seventh because of the inconsistency. We say, you know, he wasn't given enough time. It's not his fault. It's Lambert's fault. And then we have that HMS Pistol League tour of League One under Cook next year. We win the um, Mickey Mouse trophy and all is glorious. You know, either way, good times. So, yeah, I think we'll make the playoffs, but I don't really care.
0: Well, that's that's answered my question. I think we don't need to go to the other guys. I think that's all covered. <laughs> all covered there. Um, yeah. No, no. Obviously, I'm going to go over to to George, uh, Brad, and and Matt as well. So, George, um, you've heard what David's had to say. Um, he's saying yes. Well, can I say I I don't, don't,
1: it's not that I don't care. It's just that <laughs> yeah. all options are good.
0: Yeah, to a point. To a point, yeah, but yeah, but yeah well, <laughs> I know, I know you care. We all know you care, David, because you wouldn't just spoke for about four minutes of your passion if you didn't care. <laughs> you, you just, yeah, you're happy with any outcome. Just, um, yeah. you're just happy that Paul Lambert's not here, and that's the last time we mention that guy's name, um, ever again until maybe anniversary pod on um, really, really good. It was very nay normal and all that. But um, George, um, I'm sure you agree with a lot of de- what David said, um. What do you think? Playoffs or not?
2: Uh, I agree with a lot. but The squad does need to change a lot. There's a lot of Deadwood. There's a lot of this and that and the other. But mm-hmm. I, I, playoffs, I just don't know. I, if he doesn't get them, that's fine. Because this is not your squad. You haven't had time to do anything. You haven't been able to implement any sort of styles. You know All this and that. But if we do, I think that would be a real achievement of where we have been under the previous management I will not mention his name. I've if I mention his name I have to put a pound in the swear jar. It's like that. That's how bad it is. If not you start and saying Mick McCarthy every single time. Um but with the games we've got coming up, I think it's we can do it. I think if we do get in there, that's great. We're in that mix. That's the thing. We've got to just be in the mix. But what I could what I had this feeling when I talked to my mate about a few days ago about getting in the playoffs. I said it's gonna come down to that last game, isn't it? We're going to be so inconsistent to that run. We're going to basically just trying to pick up points here and there. Every point is a prisoner from a another previous Itzard Town manager, uh, who shall not be named. Um, <laughs> but it's going to come down to that Fleetwood game. Last day of the season, it's going to be that. It's going to be just go for it. we get in there. Great. We don't. Mm, we'll just go again next season, and then we'll be hopefully rosy. But he's got a big job, and playoffs, I'm going to say, yes, they are on. We are we are only one point off, but teams around us are in good form and also pointing very good managers. I think Charlton says point Nigel Axon. Um, decent manager, or Carol. <laughs> but, well, okay, he's got good experience in League One. When I looked up his history, he's got good experience in League One. Okay, I'll say that much. Um, ten years
1: ago. Hate him. yeah, okay, yeah. 10
2: years ago. Well, then some other managers, um, somebody like say we're fantastic and need normal and all that. Um, <laughs> But, um, and Paul Smith, apparently, there's talks about Daniel Crowley going there, verbal contracts and all this. That'd be very interesting to see what happens because they are still in the run for this, really, even though they've slipped down the table quite a lot recently. But I think it is on, but it's more about the summer is going to be crucial. If we're in the Championship of League One or not, that is crucial because we've got to get that right. That, that's the one thing. If we can get that right, we'll be fine. But will it just get it right? That's the next question because I think Paul Cook will get it right. It's just, will it's just get it right? Will Marcus Evans go? Or all the new owners? We do not know. It's all up in the air. That's kind of a bit quiet recently, is not it? Very strange. Um, but it's about the you know that investment. Is the squad going to get what it needs to improve? Well, players and all that. Who will go? Who will stay? And all this and who will work? Because all of them are going to be on the same hymn sheet. They're not. They're not singing all together. All singing different tunes and. All sorts, but playoffs, I'm going to just to stop there, actually. Playoffs are still on.
0: Wow, well, well said. And um, there's a lot of standalone podcasts coming in the future about the players. We've got so many players out of contract um, and all that <laughs> stuff, so stay tuned for that. Um, Brad, well, you said it was the worst performance you've ever seen um, against Fleetwood. Uh, has that made you think, yep, yeah, we're not going to make the playoffs, or do you think we're still in the mix, as people say?
4: Um, the playoffs are on and we can get in them if we want to, if we want it. Because if you turn up against Fleetwood, if you turn up against teams like you did against Fleetwood and just half expect you're going to win because you've come off a win on Saturday and you think, oh, well, we beat Plymouth, we brush them aside. We'll just sort of turn up and things will tear up themselves. Well, no, it just doesn't happen in this league because we are seen as a scalp for clubs like when they like the the middle of the rest clubs like who we've got left to play I know there are some ones which are right deep down there but you look at teams like Shrewsbury and that they'll play like I don't know Crewe one week but then they'll see they've got Ipswich on Saturday and think this is a big game like we want to we want to ruin their season this this is a big club that's what they want to do and the same with when we play teams like Wimbledon um Team Swindon, they'll be fighting for their lives. They'll be fighting for their lives to stay in this league. So I don't really see it as a, as an easy run I think every team in that league is going to want to beat us and want to turn up. So we've got to do the same. You have to earn the right. Um, I sound like a different manager there, don't I? One of our previous ones. But it's true. You have to you have to earn the right and then go and play. But we we didn't turn up against Fleetwood, so for me, it's a no. I I just. I've been let down so many times by Ipswich Town, Ross, but I just can't can't see us getting it right. I actually, I I did, I did the those of the day's prediction lead last night, and I did that based on paper. Um, we should beat Wimbledon. We should beat MK Dons at home. We should beat Soto. But the game, one of the great cliches, the game is not played on paper. You have, I keep saying it, you you are going to have to turn up in those games. And I'm confident that Cook will. But will the players? Um, like you, you hear him shout on instructions. They're just not responding. They just seem so mentally weak. Do I really see him that they can mount a promotion challenge? A playoff challenge? No. Oh, not not for me. Um, if, if they do half turn up, I think some... I mean, it could, it could be like Lambert when we went down. I think I will always feel like we had a great chance to get in the playoffs there. You looked at our running. We really had a great chance. And that so, always stay with me with If we don't get in the playoffs. Okay, if we don't get promoted, fine. But the where we're sitting in the lead, games in hand, the teams we have left, we should get in the playoffs. As simple as. Charlton have a hard in. Portsmouth have a difficult run in. Um, there's other teams around there who have all got to play teams up there. We have by far the easiest run in. So... Oh, yeah, I. But I say that. But I'm just expected to get let down again and again. <laughs> you just—it's two steps forward, one step back with with Ipswich Town, isn't it? And that's that's just how I feel. I'm, I'm normally very optimistic because normally the, the hope is the only thing you have to cling on to. But after that performance Tuesday, I mean, I might feel completely differently if we win Saturday and we we have a week's training and we we. We have encouraging performance a week after against Wimbledon, then yeah, but it's got to start somewhere because we didn't see a reaction against Gillingham. Will we see a reaction this weekend? I dunno.
0: Well said as always, Brad, and um you know, I I said the season was over um after the Northampton game and I feel like I can't really go back on that really. Um, so that's why I'm probably saying no to the playoffs. Um and I pretty much echo what all you just said, Brad, really, because um, we've been let down so much by this football club. Um, we love it so much, but it's broke our hearts so much. Um, over to you then, Matt. You've heard what the other three guys have said. Um, what is your answer to the question, the golden question? Will Town make the playoffs? Uh,
3: yes. We're going to totally shithouse it, and <laughs> it, it won't be pretty... But it's going to be something to remember, a, a bit like your first shag, really. Um, I went a bit David there. Hope you don't mind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I, I get the feeling Paul Cook doesn't. You know, he he respects the point, the point up to which he arrived. Because I was, I didn't expect the team to remain quite as, quite as the same. Really, you know, when you when you look at the squad and, and who's available, he could have changed it completely like a total whole whole new eleven. Um and, and I think he doesn't want to I think it's almost like a case of damage limitation, perhaps, um where where he's not going to do that because he doesn't want to he doesn't want to lose potentially lose the dressing room or upset people that He's potentially going to be, uh, or or Leo Neal um, is going to be like negotiating with, for example, if Leo Neal does that. I think he does about five or six jobs, doesn't he? Yeah, bless him. As well as, I won't go there. Um, but yeah, so I think we will. You, you look at our run in. You know, all the other teams will be thinking, "Cough, flipping hell, Ipswich have got a great run in, but now we're beating good teams and losing/drawing slash against not very good teams it kind of makes me think well i don't know <laughs> you know ask me I'm, I'm very good at making predictions after the event as, as 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 my one of my all-time heroes tim Vickery, always says but yeah i think we i think we will hopefully you know what hopefully we will be because the but usually history tells us that the Team that goes up by the playoffs is the team with a bit of momentum. And I'm hoping the new, you know, we'll finally get a bit of um the old new manager honeymoon. We'll stretch that out until the middle of May. And um, and yeah, if we get in the playoffs, good. If we get to the final, great. If we go up, fantastic But you know, I'm actually quite excited about this summer. What it's what's in store, what will it bring? Who do we wave goodbye to? Who do we, who do we help drive back to wherever they're, they're going to go next? But yeah, I, I think we will. I think we'd, I, we're not going to barnstorm it. We're not going to do like Crystal Palace did many years ago, where they won like eight in a row. If we do, flipping L, that'll be amazing. But it's all dependent on people like Norwood, and I'm very. I'm loath to have to say we need to rely on Norwood because he came with an injury, which still has not sorted itself out. You know, our sports science slash physio slash treatment room has been incredibly busy all with various different sorts of preventable and perfectly treatable injuries. So there's so many factors and, and a lot of them are so unknown. And, you know, to people like, like us, you know, who, who knows I'd love to. we should we should do a documentary. they should be like a like an amazon like tottenham style kind of fly on the wall thing, seeing how Paul Cook's kind of stood there on the training field at Playford Road with his Yorkshire tea or whatever he's got, kind of shouting at Andre Dazel, you know, be brave, be brave, lad, come on, <laughs> you know that sort of thing, so you know. Who knows? I wouldn't want a Sunderland-style documentary because that would be just... Oh,
0: no. Yeah. That's...
3: <laughs> Shit. You might get Marcus <laughs> Evans kind of rolling up in his in his um, modest car. You know? Looking at the cobble stand, needed a bit of a paint. Uh, they've done that already. But... Yeah. I digress. Sorry. <laughs>
0: it's a no, good no, job no, I'm only no, uh...
3: once every month now.
0: <laughs> no, no. It's, it's as great as ever, Matt. And, um, like... <laughs> I think we all hope that we get in the playoffs because we can have some positive t- stuff to talk about. But then sometimes the most entertaining podcast is when we're shit. <laughs> when we're just, we can moan and we can talk about different things. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see. I'm sure that is in, a, in a, the next month or so we'll be talking about if we got it in the playoffs or not. So st- stay it's tuned exciting, for that. It's exciting, isn't
3: it? Yeah. I mean, it's it's nice to be op- optimistic because I think the way we were going under our, under our former regime that's kind of how it felt at times it was a very kind of yeah. trench mentality wasn't it there wasn't a lot to be hopeful for and there was there, there was you know like David was saying you know there was some of us looking over our back thinking flipping hell we lose another two or three in the next month we're going to be closer to relegation you know my, my dirty Leeds United supporting father was saying oh I lost against so and so you're going to get relegated I'm thinking nah and then a few weeks later it's like oh shit you know yeah. what we could be going to Forest Green Rovers next year, boys. <laughs> but, yeah. no, it's exciting times in a perverse way.
0: Well, well said. Um, so, let's get into um, Pompey. Uh, a very interesting game. This is going to be at Fratton Park. Um, they possibly will have a new manager in the dugout, uh, Danny Cowley, who I think a lot of town fans want as well. I want another the club, but I think a lot of people are happy that we've got Paul Cook. Um, Pompey, they're... They've had a they're in a bad run of form. I thought we were bad in a run of form, but them, geez. They lost against Northampton 4 <laughs> 1. That was not a good result for them. Um, but David, how are you feeling going into this one? Do you think Paul Cook will make a few changes going into this one? Because this is the proper proper eye opener for him. Because I think the Jillian game was an eye opener, but probably felt, you know, that's the first game for him. But this one, oh, he must think I needed a big, big shake up here. Do you think he will do that? Maybe Thomas Holy could be saying goodbye in in, in sticks.
1: Um, I doubt if Holy will be out now. I think he'll make a couple of changes, but I don't think he's going to make wholesale changes because he keeps talking about the importance of consistency, the importance of, um, building up partnerships. I think the changes you're likely to see, I think that you'll see skews alongside either Bishop or does Um, possibly Bishop, because I think Dazelle tended recently to slow things down and go a bit backwards. Um, I noticed that it, it several times where his his default pass is to go back to the defence rather than sort of turn and, and look for a forward pass, which is presumably when you're alongside Downs or Skews, you, you're the person who's looking to go forwards rather than backwards. Um, he's looked a bit tired. I mean, he's played a lot of football, but then you'd expect somebody to play a lot of football, frankly. Um, I don't get the thing where, oh, he's young. No, he's not. He's coming up for 22. He he should be playing a lot of football. Um, I think that you'll see lots of changes up front. If if there's anywhere to change, it'll be up front. I think that the time where Cook will make lots of changes is in the close season, um, where there'll be lots of changes, because there'll be lots of people leaving the club permanently. Um, I don't think that jackson's working i mean jackson doesn't work as a lone striker jackson's never worked as a lone striker i'd question whether jackson works as a striker but that's a different discussion i'm not a huge fan um significantly because he's got the first touch of an articulated lorry um (laughs) which from the very first game he um played he did he got in he was running in the very first game he played portman road he was running on the left hand side of the goal Glorious ball through him, and his first touch took him way out to the to the touchline, and it's just been the same ever since. But he doesn't work up front on his own, but Drynan doesn't give you any goal threat at all. Um, I know that he got a goal, which was gifted to him, but I'm still unconvinced by Parrot. I'm very unconvinced by Harrop. Bennett, I've... <sighs> there's lots of noises I can make about Bennett's none of them positive I know uh, and I know there's disagreement about that one because he does something but I don't see the point in doing step overs and being pretty if you have no end product I w- really rather have tab than I would have Bennett um because tabs tab may have been limited in many ways but he worked so fucking hard and he did have decent delivery and things at times as well so you know is he's not going to be giving the ball away in a stupid position he's not going to be completely screwing something up where you because he's reliable i just want somebody reliable in there and i don't think the bennett's is personally if i was cook i'd be going right you five six lone players you're not here next season we know you're not here so sorry you're in the stiffs bye you can go back home train elsewhere you're not wanted um i didn't sign you not interested in you um and ask Mark, asked Marcus if we can renegotiate so we, you're off the wage bill. He's not going to do that, but that's what I would do. Um, am I encouraged by Port? I, I, yes, I think we'll win. Um, I've said it in the group chat already. I think, I think we'll win. I think it'll be tight. Portsmouth got absolutely played off the park by Salford the other day, didn't they? Um, Portsmouth have one shot, I think it was, and, I, and it, Salford have leaked Two, you know they're... And Portsmouth may as well not have turned up. I don't know if penalty then, but um, I think it'll be tight because we can't take chances. I think the, it'll look reasonably tidy. It'll be a first-half goal from us. It'll look reasonably tidy. People will be wildly optimistic on Twitter at about 40 minutes. And then by um, 53 minutes, then it'll be squeaky bum time and it'll be ncr hurling himself recklessly at things but just about making a clearance at the last moment because we don't seem to have the stamina to be able to play two halves of football at the moment um and that includes when matt gill was doing it the first half we competed and then it just fades away plymouth it fades away so the stamina thing the fitness thing i think is an issue so, but i think we'll win um Paul Smith aren't in good form they're inconsistent the same as us, which is why Kenny Jackett's paid the price of his job, because, you know, it's not just that little run. It's across several years where they haven't managed to do what they think they should do. He's not liked by the fans down there, but it's because he's up and down. They, they've got expectations of being HMS the League as well, as have Sunderland. You know, there's several clubs around there who want to do it. And Portsmouth are one of them. And I think that. Yeah, I think I think we'll squeak a win because it could go either way couldn't it? i mean it's, it's like it's a microcosm of the whole season it, you know the discussion about will we make the yes we could no we couldn't it might it might not it depends what turns up in, in terms of portsmouth and us but i think on balance i think we're going to um get a 1-0 win and we'll be wildly optimistic until the next game where it will we'll be wildly optimistic and it'll go to shit again
0: Yes, and I completely forgot their had a little trip to Wembley, yeah, didn't they? But unfortunately, as you said, lost against Salford League Two Salford on penalties. <laughs> they got, they, they um,
1: got absolutely kind. If you look at the match stats from that Salford, yeah. it, it made them look like I mean Manchester City up against Portsmouth or something. It was just rear guard action. It was mad.
0: Yes, yeah. yeah. yeah, crazy that the EFL Trophy got played over the weekend, basically last season's EFL Trophy on Saturday and then on Sunday, uh, this season's EFL Trophy. uh, Of course, Sunderland winning that. Um, Over to you then, George. Um, What do you reckon? Uh, Do you think Town could bounce back after that Fleetwood defeat or do you think that will haunt Town for a while? Will they have another defeat away from home?
2: I don't really know what to expect from this game because I just don't know what to expect. To see what well, to expect from Mister Town. I don't know if we're going to be fighting on all fronts, or we're just going to be just their second best. We'll try and just get a draw, one 0 win in the ninetieth minute, or something like that. But I don't know. Portsmouth haven't been in the greatest form. Um, four wins in the last fifteen games. That is awful. We had that under the previous management, but when that was awful, it was fine. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, Kenny Jacket's paid the price for his job that's fairly right really if you look at that you're just going that's abysmal and you want to you're the same boat as this you want to piss the league and go up but you're not but I just just don't know what to expect from us I just can't I can't see us winning but I can't see us losing so I guess I'm gonna have to go for a draw I'll I'll go for 1-1 but it'd be interesting to see what how Portsmouth turn up as well because if the new management is agreed and would it be sort of their little bounce as well Will they have that little bit of extra motivation going, well, we've got a new manager here. We need to impress now. And they might come flying at all fronts. We we don't know. So it's going to be interesting, but I'm going to go for a, a 1-1 draw.
0: Standard standard sort of prediction, I think, for these sort of games. Um, I'll take that. Though. I'll take that point. Um, mm. Over to you then, Brad. Um, I like a lot of Portsmouth players. I've got a very good side. Um, maybe they should be doing better than they actually are. Um but yeah, what do you think and to into this one then? Um, you know, we've played Pompey you know in the FA Cup and also the league and then results weren't great, were they? Um, definitely FA Cup game, extra time, you know, getting knocked out of the FA Cup once again, early doors. Um, You've normally got the good stats on the opposition players and all that stuff. You've got that to bring me today?
4: Yes, I know that Marquess and Harrison are both out, so they've got no strikers. Um, they're a team which is very, very low on confidence. Um, but they did have a better performance against Peterborough in the week. They switched system to three-five-two. Um, they've got they've got some good players, Portsmouth. And mate, there's no there's no doubt about it. And if Cowley does get announced, maybe they'll get a new manager bounce because I don't know what one of them is. An Ipswich Town fan, I've I've heard about them, but oh, I've never seen one of them. Think, um, yeah, it's it, it almost feels like it's us, us in a way. Teams which have got good for players that should be higher than where they are in the lead. both low on confidence but Portsmouth I feel have got so much more to lose um, if they lose this game or even draw it it does absolutely nothing for them um, they they will see this as the biggest game of their season so far with Jacket going with Cowley possibly coming in um, they will see us as their main uh, their main um, opposition for the sixth spot I'd say or fifth or sixth spot I still think Doncaster are going to drop but anyway, yes. So in regards to our team, I'd drop Holy straight away. Um, I'm, I'm sick of not seeing him even attempt to dive. Because I almost feel like just it's, it's it's the same as if like if somebody went past you and you don't bother to run back. I mean, okay, you know that the guys beat you, you know the ball's going in, but it doesn't look very good, does it? If you're not even making an attempt. Um Yeah, yeah. and uh, I, I'm yeah, I, I would swap Holy because because of that reason, also I just don't feel safe with him in goal, and Cornell's not had a proper crack at the whip, has he? He's a, he looks a decent shot stopper, um, kicking's a bit wild, so is Holies, um, so I would honestly give Cornell a go, and 100%, my number one on the shopping list in the summer would be a number one. Um, probably still the same back four, because, like David said, talk about partnerships, so I don't think this is, this is for games and bring Matheson in and move Chambers across. I don't think it's the game for that. So I think you stick with the back four but possibly possibly bring Ward in. I don't think it's the answer. But I feel like he might get get a bit of from getting in something start eleven undercooked and give a good performance. He's an experienced pro. Manager's hanging his hat on him. So maybe I'll bring Ward in for this one. See how he does. I know i moan and moan about having full backs I want them to be able to overlap their men, but now I'm suggesting Ward and Chambers, but it's not a lot else really, is it? I know, I know Ken like had a few good games, but like you say, we're, we're just consistently inconsistent. Um, I'd play, I'd play Bishop and Dezel in midfield. I think Skews was knackered the other night. I think the whole team is knackered. Skews falling over in the middle of a pitch. That wasn't like his inability. That was just his legs had absolutely gone. That is what happens. I know that as a footballer. I've had that. Um, Obviously, I'm nowhere, nowhere near the level that Cole is. And I'd, I'd go hopefully paranorward because they they can be a threat. There is a little something there, and I think against a nervy back four, you want to have two strikers on the pitch and up and upset them. And then I'd I'd go Judge and Bennett for the wide roles. Um, there's just not a lot to choose from from out wide. I think Edwards is injured, so I'd go Bennett over Lancaster because. I know, David, that Bennett's, is his end product is horrendous pretty much all of the time, but he does commit his man. He might actually win a foul and we might put the ball in the Which game is
1: that going to happen? Somebody dips a head on <laughs> it. He has to play 40 out. games to be able to do anything. <laughs> I mean, do mean, this in <laughs> games. He's not worth the other 39.
0: Oh, Maybe jump, can Brad.
4: Is it that well? We, we scored from the free kick at Brinton when he won the free kick and Buzel put it in and Norwood headed. So that's what. I've, that's that's actually why I'd start Bennett is because I think he can win free kicks. That's how sad it sounds. I don't expect him to actually put the ball in the box and create anything, but because he can actually, he can actually beat a man. Um, and yeah, I, I I think the game will go. I think whoever. I don't know I, I, I keep changing my mind about this and I'll stick to what I said originally I think Portsmouth will take the lead um, but I think there'll be a bag of nerves for the rest of the game because this win means so much to them but we'll capitalise on a mistake or we might score from a set piece and make it 1-1 so I'm, I'm going 1-1
0: OK uh, that's my fear is that we could go be- go early behind again for the third fourth I mean the fourth straight um, away game going you know, oh, behind early please, on. Please, just I, don't I fear go early. <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, so, George, I saw you put your hand up before I go over to you, Matt. I saw you put your hand up. Did you want to add anything else?
2: I forgot to mention a stat that I found out about Hurley, a uh, holy, a few hours before the show. Um, I did a little bit of research because I've seen, you know, he's been rooted to the spot quite recently. And this season, or this year, sorry, he's conceded thirteen goals. Nine of them, he hasn't even moved for. This season, I thought I'd just give you a little bit of food for thought there, just to um, just to give you some opinions there on Holy. Um, let's see what you think to that.
0: Yeah, well, that that was going to be the, a big question going into this game. Is you know, will you change the goalkeeper um, and give Cornow a chance? Um, that would be a question over to to, to Matt, um, over to you, then, my friends what are you feeling going into this game? I do fear if we go one nil behind, I don't see us creating enough chances to even score two to win the game. So we've got to hope not to go behind early.
3: Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd drop Holy purely because I want to see more of Cornell. I think the majority of games that uh, the sweet Welsh Prince Mark II has played have been in the 84 Cup competitions that we started off in this year. Um, we've... With youth team defenders and midfielders in front of him, um, he, I, you know, I was lucky that um, I went to the Burton game before Christmas, uh, where we shared a KFC socially distance Ross, yes. and um, and and Cornell looks decent. You know, he commands his area. Yeah, he's not Iker he Casillas, yes, but he, he's a decent goalie for this for this league and. You know, say what you want about Holy. He's 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 18 feet tall, which is what the Fleetwood commentary team reminded us that he was six for eight and could polish the top of the Blackpool Tower on like 17 different occasions. But I just like to see Cornell with a run of games because if we're going to make changes to the spine of the team, you know, we need to do it now. With how many games have we got left? We got like 12, 12, 12 or something. I'd rather see changes like that now than with six games left, when you know we're still a little bit touch and go. So, I want to see a formation change. Um, I think playing wingers is absolutely great, but you need two decent ones. And your boy uh, Guion, Guion, Brian Edwards is is decent, yes. But who are you going to play on the other side? Alan, Alan Judge, not a winger. He's a number ten. But we've got four possibly five other players that can play that position so you know let's do what good old david and i probably do when you get your football manager game on 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 the first day of the season you look at the best players in your squad and you possibly rather than doing a click and plug and play formation you think right i've got four really good central midfielders why don't we do a diamond and i have a solution i have a solution for our our kind of ageing fallback scenario, let's not forget, I forgot this, but I reminded myself of it. We can make five substitutions. So you can start with Captain Fantastique at right back and Ward or Kenlock, and you can you can substitute if they're getting knackered, if you're asking that fullback to be a wing back and to cover everything on the flank, you can change them up, and you've still got three other changes. So why don't we utilise that whilst we've got an abundance of... Well, we don't have an abundance of fullbacks. We've got four. Um, But, yeah, I I mean, none of our strikers can play up top on their own. Yes, Norwood does a decent job, but he doesn't have anybody around him to help him out. And, yes, Parrot has shown endeavour, and he tries very hard, and I'm sure he's going to end up winning the Champions League with Spurs in a few years' time. But, you know, he is... He is extremely raw um, at the moment, so oh, I don't know. It's just the injuries, the injuries they they get you down, and it's the hope as well that that, that kind of kills you. Um, like I said earlier, I, I'm I'm not convinced by Wilson and Enciala. I, I love David's turn of phrase when it came to Enciara, you know, throwing himself recklessly. He'll he'll he'll, he'll do that. I mean, he's the first geezer that you want kind of next to you in the pub when it all kicks off, but. You would you wouldn't want him necessarily being the last man when you've got speedy Gonzalez running down on on whoever's playing in goal? You think, oh no, NCLA, don't tackle, don't even try, you know? Just I don't know, but yeah, but I, I think we'll win. I, I can't remember what I predicted, I can't remember where I put it in two in, in, in nil, now.
0: two nil. I think, did,
3: did I say we're oh, yeah, we, gonna be one, two two one. One. a one. Yes, 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 yes we will we we will win two one they will score and it will be a little bit nervy but we'll have good old cole there just kind of keeping the boys in focus and telling them to you know clear it that way not that way because we kind of we did that a few times didn't we against fleetwood i think Dazelle did he put his he tried to do a a fancy dan i'm going to clear it with the outside of my boot and then kicked it with the inside and it kind of it was almost a very, very good assist for one of their young players that's played four games in his whole professional career and still looked better than a lot of our players did. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, actually. I mean, I mean, it's going to be... We're two decent-sized clubs. I mean, um, just to kind of give you a bit of a window into my world, when I was a, a civil servant for my sins, I worked at the passport agency. It's my first grown-up job. And um, I remember um if i I signed the official secrets Act, but anyway i I handled the application you know that mad portsmouth fan that rings the bell he 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 wrote me a letter in support of his passport application and it was the strangest thing i've ever seen if if the police found that at a murder scene i don't think they'd be surprised it's kind of (laughs) yeah so i've got a bit of a soft spot for portsmouth plus they've got some nice ships and stuff down there haven't they HMS victory and some damn good bars, but um, yeah, we're gonna go there and beat them definitely. And let's don't forget, it's a one o'clock kickoff, 1300 yes. hours.
0: Yeah, I, I like one o'clock kickoffs to be fair. Uh,
1: I like one o'clock kickoffs, so I, I've just scored that was all uh, that was my, my reaction. Oh, I was <laughs> saying, yes, one,
3: it's like, yes, get in early beers, one o'clock, but. <laughs>
1: No, I hate a club kick-off. David's <laughs> just won the World <laughs> club, <laughs> <laughs> club
3: Cup Championship with Twitch Town on Football Manager 21, beating Yokohama Marinos 3-0. Well,
0: um, I think Brad wanted to say something about the one o'clock kickoff, so over to you, mate.
4: Yeah, I, I, I kind of forgot about the Paul Cook factor as well. You, you'd, oh, yeah, you'd of course. You'd think that then these guys who have played for Paul Cook, seeing him come back to Fratton Park, you'd be kind of thinking, oh, God just so we a face. But unfortunately, Pulkett isn't playing in the middle of a park, isn't playing for us. I just want his energy to transfer onto them, because he's just got such massive problems with the front sits, hasn't he? You've got Bishop, who's looked tired, but hopefully he's re- rejuvenated after a rest um, against Fleetwood. So he's looks knackered, does looks tired. You've got your winners who are dropping like flies as well. You've you, I, I, I could see what he was trying to do um, in his first or second game, Lincoln game, when he lined up uh, Lancaster on the left. And we all thought, well, they're going to be on opposite sides to each other, cutting in. But I could see what he was trying to do, because he thought, if you get the ball out of your feet, you put it into the corridor of uncertainty, my other favourite football cliche. So you get it out of your feet, and you put it straight in that little bit where strikers is going to attack. So... But then, but then Ed, Ed, Ed was out. So do you play judge in that role, like from the left, and try and get balls in the bots. I just want to see a ball go in the box. I, I want to see a ball go in the box. That's all I want to see after Tuesday night is just to see us try and score. <laughs> but but um, Jackson obviously didn't have a great, well, didn't really have anything um, to go at Tuesday night. So I'm going to get Norbert's fit. Um, and just I want, like you say, I want Paul Cook's energy and Paul Cook's will to beat Portsmouth because he really will want to beat them, won't he? Um, to transfer onto the players.
0: Yeah, I completely forgot about the Paul Cook factor, you know, because he, he never actually got sacked or, you know, resigned at Pompey. Basically, Wigan. Bought him off basically because um you know Wigan wanted him back and that's where that's where he played as a player. Um so that'll be an interesting one, you know, for former managers going back to their old stomping ground. So we'll wait and see on that. But um anybody else want to add anything else before we end or shall we wrap up another great pod? Uh silence means no. So there <laughs> we go. Um well, Brad, George, David, and Matt. Thank you very much for joining me as ever on game day extra time. Um, not as depressing as I thought it was going to be. I thought there was a lot of good energy going on about it. I think we we're just saying what we wanted to say on it all. Um, mm. Of course, if you want to get involved in future shows, uh, make sure to contact me at Ross Media UK on Twitter or David celebrates in glee uh, on his football managing game, um, and also Liam Reviews. What's that? Tommy, Tommy Hughes. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's behind the curtain stuff football manager Tommy Hughes who's currently at town is um, apparently a boss on football manager so there you go inside information for you there but um, yeah as I was saying uh, reviews give us some reviews Uh, let us know what you think of the show some good feedback as ever and we're back next week Uh, there's no two game week it's just this Saturday to talk about so Pompey so we may have some standalone sort of segments we bring into the pod, so get ready for that. But anyways, I've been Ross and thank you ever for listening. Bye-bye.
4: From true crime to football, Brexit to folks. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash archon.